<laughs> you, all, the Bambinos, proceeded to complete the remaining two quests that Mirror River had for you. You selected the Warren Dwarf Prospector, Cletus, and his associate, Kentuck, of the growing dangers of a white dragon and the growing presence of the cosmic orcs. Upon arrival, the pair informed you that the excavation site was some sort of half-collapsed half temple, and told you that you, if you assisted them, you could keep some of the loot and have four sending stones. So if you haven't added that to inventory yet, I would do it now. After some exploration and slime-related combat, com fighting, <laughs> you would indeed find some loot, as well as some ancient mules and statues. Mules depicting conflicts between species and the world burning to ash. Some, some of the stone statues depicted orc figures, as well as a kinky and taxi figure, solidifying that there is some sort of shared history between Bread and Eclipse's people, and it may not have entirely been a friendly one. After reaching the end of the temple, you come across a significant heap of rubble that Damien thought would be best cleared with an explosive in a collapsed structure, and probably the most collapsed part of it. Damien explosive went off, causing the cavern to begin to collapse, and you all narrowly escaped with your lives, but not without taking a bit of a beating. And then after this narrow escape, you found yourselves at the entrance of the now fully collapsed temple. Well, three cosmic orcs had just appeared, asking if you believed in their deity, and demanding any valuables you found, and, and wanting to take Cleese and Kentuck's life as reparations. Yol refused, and promptly dispatched two of the three cosmic orcs, sparing one, as Eclipse noted that he seemed like he might have been more indoctrinated than a full-time believer. Uh, but not before Bread nearly one-shot him with an arrow to the stomach. Bread. Bread. <laughs> you patch yourselves up, spent three days clearing out the rubble, and looted the temple for any remaining loot. Uh, back at Rudiments, you bore witness to a town hall meeting in front of Les River's house as he addressed the concerns of the people. Uh, upon your arrival, Les River stated to his people that the Bambinos will slay these foes and protect them all. It seems that until you come up with a name for yourselves, everyone is going to stick with the name Bambinos. You took up the next quest, which was to warn Alchemist Cassandra of the same dangers you warned the dwarves about. Upon arrival, you perceived a young, not white, but red dragon destroying Cassandra's home and preparing to kill her, until your intervention. And as the red dragon turned to attack you, you saw a shimmer consume his body, which dissipated, giving the dragon a appearance of white scales. And then, the same thing happened again to black, and then finally, chromatic. After trading some blows, the dragon decided that you were not worth his time, and was going to leave. Mistaking his boredom with cowardice, Yol decided to attack him once more, nearly coming at the price of Oak and Damien's lives. As Oak crept towards death, the Cosmic Orc attempts to manipulate Oak to save his own skin, but Oak easily refused to offer because he had faith that Eclipse would save him. And unlike with the Cosmic Orc, Oak's faith was finally rewarded as Eclipse brought you back from the edge of death. Meanwhile, as Damien lay down, dying on the ground, he had a vision of his younger self being talked to by his parent, parents, Jesus, telling him that he needs to stop inventing, stop building things, that what he was doing was not the will to walk away. And two things stuck out to Damon. One was the genuine fear on his parents' face, and secondly, the odd sensation that although this felt like a memory that happened, it was not his memory. Then that child version of Damien too implied that Whoever the split persona personality is, he's been around a lot longer than the past few days. Uh, at the end of the day, you saved Cassandra, came back to Rudiments, 
and you told Meritless of the apparent alliance the Cosmoworks and Tyragon had, to which he fled back to his home in fear. Um, Jesus, this was a long recap. I'm gonna speed up. You talked, uh, Oak and Eclipse talked to Sister Venedita, filled her in on the scoop, and she recommended that you guys go investigate the temple in the next couple of days. And that is where we'll pick up the next day. My god. That was longer than I thought it was. Alright, gents. So, as you wake up in the morning, is there anything you'd like to do in particular, or are you going straight to Less Rivers? Who Less Rivers, I say? Fred. Fred. What to do? Alright. Fred. I want another level up. So Less Rivers to go. Alright. You go to Less Rivers' house, <laughs> seeking a level I up. I need my ability score improvements. You knock on his door, you demand uh, experience points. <laughs> okay. So you guys all make your way to Lester River's house, uh, and you knock on the door, right? Yes. Alright, in response, instead of hearing the seven locks be unlocked, you hear from the back of his house, Um, it's okay! No work for you today! Uh, you can just shelter in place! Just shelter in place and everything will be fine! Thank you! Okay, then. <laughs> I, I, look, I look at the crew, and I say, well... Me and Oak talked to Sister, what's her name? Venedita. But we, Venedita, and she would like to investigate the ruins again, the the temple that you almost blew up. <laughs> looking at, <laughs> looking at Damien, <laughs> um, and said that she would like to investigate because she could share some knowledge on the whole cosmic orc situation, and she asked if we were willing to accompany her as guards. Would you all be willing to do that? Red. I'll take that as an issue with that. Awesome. And then I look I look at my disgruntled uh, elf elf man friend. What about man. you, Oak? Man friend. Of course, yeah. I'll tag along for sure. Alright. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Alright, you go. I'm I'm frolicking through the sunlight as we as we go through. <laughs> you're very obsessed with the sun now. Like you became religious a few days ago, and now you're just obsessed. I, just enraptured <laughs> by the sun. <laughs> Damien is gonna lean over to Brett and say, "Is it just me, or is the cat acting more different than usual?" Brett, I knew you would understand. Hey, Brett, <laughs> you, are you thirty crows outside right now? Oh yeah, they're 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 always near. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> this isn't like a, your crows aren't here. Oh no, because you would not need to do a roll for that. Where my dice? Roll them once. I can't see without my dice. Oh no, so oh, no, my dice. Bread. Twelve. Twelve. I mean, twelve is easy enough. Um, Fred, as you're walking with uh, the boys to this church, you have thirty crows total. But as of this moment, you're noticing a thirty-first crow, and it's not one of your crows. As it walks up to you, it looks at you with its beady little eyes and starts mimicking. It goes, fruit pit, Fred. Fruit pit, bread, bread. 
Bread. Fruit bread. Bread. And uh, what this means to you and means nothing to everyone else is <laughs> that this is like a carrier pigeon equivalent in your culture. And what this is, it's a message from Fruit Pit for the ceremony tonight, for because it's the season of betroving. Hence the reason Bread. left it first to look for a stick. Bread. Bread. So Alright, shit. So, so I look to everyone, I go, Bread. Bread, bread, Becky, let me smash. <laughs> bread, bread, bread. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, um, very anxious right now. Okay. I'm just, I'm just looking at like, uh, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Since he said Becky, let me smash. Everyone can roll an insight check. Okay. Fruit pit, let me smash. Bread. <laughs> Mickey, let me smash. So 15? Yeah, 15 will do it. Well, after he says, Becky, let me smash, and you hear the word fruit pet, and then bread, and then fruit pet, and you bread, you can assume fruit pet is the name of another kinku, and it seems like um, that bread wants to mate with this bird and has to go take care of that. At least that is your interpretation. I'm just bread. like. I'm like moving my hands like to to like stick like hand hand figures and I'm like bumping them together like and then I put a thumbs up. I I put, my, like, I, put, I put my hand to my nose and I point at you go bread not my head go bread bread bread. Okay okay okay. You think so, you're on the same page? <laughs> so you need to go mate. Bread. Okay. When do you need to go? Bread. Bread. <laughs> okay, right now. Got it. Right now. You need to go right now. Bread. Okay. Where? How? How far? Like, bread. hold your fingers up if it's really close together. Uh, bread. Like, you would know. Um, where you started the campaign was only minutes away from your home. You're not okay. very far. It, it's on the coastal walk. It would probably be from here a couple hours. Okay, so I put my I put my fingers together the very short distance. So bread, bread. Okay, if you if it's that important and you need to go right now, we can help the sister another time. We just need to go deal with whatever you got going on. But I'm not watching birds fuck. Let's go get. Much I propose an alternative. The sister bread. Benedita did point out that she just needed some mild protection. The fact that the temple was cleared out is a good indication that the dangers are minimal, if non-existent. So, which, not, so much which, is, which is not to say that you guys can't accompany uh, Bread on his adventure, but there's also nothing saying that you, that the Oak and Eclipse couldn't technically go to the temple too. Damien picking wherever you would want to go. That is exactly what I was gonna say. Is that a little metagamey? Like, I, I, don't be afraid to explain the party here. If okay. that's what you would want to do. Okay. That, 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 is, uh, that, that, that was exactly what I was gonna say. Damien uh, is going to speak up and say, Eclipse, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Why don't I go with the bird, and you two go check out the ruins uh, with uh, the one lady? Sounds good to me, actually. Yes, I remember properly. Just, just rem what? Um, but 
just remember, we do have the sending stone, so if something does come up, send a message. Of course. Yeah, we all, all have right. yeah, we all have sending stones, don't we? Yeah, you guys, we all have I mean, stones. you guys have unlimited data, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have I, I, I look towards, I look towards the sky at God's voice. I go, I got Verizon Unlimited. What are you talking about? I got the best plan. Damien, you, so scroll, how... you scroll through Instagram for two minutes, and it, your phone warns you that you already used 80% of your storage for the month. Okay. So it, so we all have sending stones. Do we all have a pair of each other's sending stones? Because we only... Because that's technically how sending stones work. Don't just say they work. Don't. Are we? Are we just? Are we just gonna say that all four of our sending stones connect to each other? I'm gonna say, yeah. don't worry we about all, it. <laughs> we all have one fourth of a face. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. We all have one fourth of a face. We just can't. Oh, what if, what if, this could be fun. What if everyone's sending stone only contacts one other sending stone? <laughs> yeah. So we have to designate who's gonna be talking to who. All right. All right. So <laughs> that's fun. All right. So. I'll take uh, the one that talks to to Eclipse, I guess. And then Bread has the one that talks to Oak. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you call Oak. Bread, 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 bread. Bread's sending you some nudes right now. <laughs> like, dude, like, what is his third ass on my phone, bro? Just like, bread, parentheses, check out this bitch, I got her bent over. Bread, bread, wrong phone, bread, bread! Bread, no! Terrible misuse of the sending stone. Dude, I'm just gonna get it like an uns unsolicited beak pick, bro. And I'm not really happy about that. <laughs> okay, uh, question. Is, are sending stones on D&D Beyond? Because I'm not finding them in they the are. inventory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uncommon. They, they should items. be. Uh, they're a wondrous item. Um, they are. If you can't find them for some reason, just know you have a rock that's a phone, basically. Is that what my cool rock is? I have two cool rocks now. Okay, you have a you have a stone that can be used to talk to people in, from great distances, and you have a rock that looks kind of like a dog. But the more and more you look at it, the less it looks like a dog to you. Perhaps the splendor is wearing away. Dude, I promise you, I'm gonna flavor this fucking rock into this campaign. You be ready for it. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> I gave you that rock because I felt bad. There's no more loot, and now it's come up every single time we've played. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. This rock is gonna be on my undoing. <laughs> it's gonna be the death of either the party or the most coolest badass shit you've ever seen. It's more than likely somehow either. gonna be the death of the party. Probably. That's fine. Right. All right. Go get her, her, go get her winged man laid. <laughs> you, of, of course. We will see you all later. And when we're done, meet up in the inn and we'll regroup there. Bread. Alright. Come on, Bread, show me where we gotta go. Bread! And then I'm going to very, um, very quickly start heading that way with my flock of crows. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the 31st crow is coming with you, too. Nice. It's just, it's a saint or fruit pits, uh, mimicry stuff. This fruit pit! Fruit pit! Need a stick! Red. <laughs> Alright, so, we can start with Eclipse and Oak. So you make your way to the temple, yes? Hmm? Yes, you go into the temple, yes? Not the temple, the, uh, church. Yes, yes. The church, church. and then the temple, yes. Yeah. Very religious episode we have this time. Alright, so... Church and bird fucking. 
There are going to be two very specific themes this episode. Sounds like a tag on Pornhub. No, this is going to be like the one episode of Futurama where they go to fucking Dr. Zoidberg's planet to help him fuck. <laughs> you walk into oh, the church. You... Uh, this is Sister Venedita. And she sees you and she's like, oh, hey, guy, hey, okay, Clips. So, What's going on, sister? We're great. here to uh, accompany you to the temple. Perfect. All right. Um, one second. She's going to uh, dig through her pocket for a second, and she's going to pull out uh, three copper and a single server. She's like, it's not not a lot, but once I have a bit more, I'll try to cover the cost for the your time um, for this trip. No, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Keep it. Are you sure? Yes. At you, Oak. No, no, just have a pint with the boys at one point. We'll call it square. <laughs> I, I'd be dead. Call it a deal. She's never gone out for a drink. <laughs> I'm going to get her. No we're going to get her fucking This lady has so. never been drunk. There's no way. We're going to get her wasted. <laughs> well, we'll call it a celebration once we're done. Um, and then, if you guys are ready, unless you wanted to do anything before you left Rudiments. Uh, oh, is there anything new in... Uh, Trash Boy Shop. Trash Boy Shop. Oh, there's there's always something new in Trash Boy Shop. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to see a specialty mercantile, man. I'm not seeing anything in here. Come on, God. Fix it. Get, get on with it. <laughs> oh, what, you want specialty mercantile, huh? All right, hold on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Can't just settle for normal stuff, huh? Never. Okay, hold on. You want a special item? I'll give you a special item. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Get to working, God. Get to working. Right. You, you walk to uh, Sports Depot. Yes. I, I I go in there. Is is he doing anything fucking crazy right now? Is like fucking the rats or something? Fucking no. I <laughs> I feel like if I describe verbally a man fucking a rat. That would just be the end of the campaign, to be honest. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. very well. Uh, what is he doing? That's a good What's question. What's he doing in the dark corner over there with a couple of rats? It's not always going to be rat-related. All right. <laughs> he said he was the rat king. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, cra- I mean, he's crazy. <laughs> uh, you walk in, and it sounds like he's having an argument with... Somebody, except it sounds like it's only him. And he's just yelling. He's like, God damn it, Reese! I told you not to eat the shrooms! Oh! My god. And he's just talking to a corner. I, 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 like, go in and I'm like, Hello! Ah! Man. Perfect! You want a fantasy item, yes? Yeah. Take these, the and he puts uh, a bunch of magic shrooms in your hand. Okay. <laughs> Just take them out of here before Reese eats the rest of them. Okay, I put them in my little my little bag. Okay. What else you want, huh? Um, I would like. I was. Yeah, I would like to. I'll be like. All right, Sir Rat King. I have a question for you. Uh, thank you for using you my full seen... title. Of course, as uh, in presence of the Lord, I must, you know, behoove and betroth. Uh, have you ever seen a rock this fucking red? And I'd like to show him the dog rock. Oh my god. 
Yeah, oh I know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is either one of the legendary pieces of Tartarus, or a really cool looking rock. And he's gonna roll in this tight check. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you just say? <laughs> damn, you just plagiarized this shit right there, bro. Yeah. God. Damn. All right, you better yeah, pay him some fucking hey, copyright. Okay. With a two, he says. some royalties. It's the it's the it's, it's a piece of Tartarus. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so, an original bastard. So, uh, Sir Rat King, how much would you say this rock is worth? Uh, I'd give you about seven copper for it. I'll spit in his face and walk away. <laughs> it doesn't even flinch when you spit. <laughs> <laughs> it's his closed bad eye. He's just, he's just like, the, ooh, thank you. <laughs> are you taking the rock with you? Yes, I'm taking the rock with me. Okay, you <laughs> take the I'm rock. I'm derailing this fucking campaign with this rock. You're taking Never the that. rock that you have to assume he straight up misidentified. At least that's what you subconscious is trying to tell you. I don't know how much in denial you are. <laughs> I, I, I look at him and I say, I'd like to buy that scroll of IOU. Ah, the scroll of IOU. Now that I could do. Uh, and that's going to be 25 gold pieces. I toss him 25. Alright, he gladly takes it. He hands you the scroll of IOU. So, for anyone who hasn't read it, he could use. This is a spell to summon an item that you have seen and touched to your person at any time. The co current owner of said item will lose that item and have it replaced with a piece of parchment with the letters IOU. Once the scroll is used once, it can never be used again. So, it could be pretty handy. And, uh,. Limbert goes, hey, if you, if you can ever get that piece of Tartarus back to me, <laughs> I'll give you a good deal. Two copper. Yeah, right. And I just walk out. <laughs> I'm dealing with this nigga's shit. It does end the potential story arc of the two pieces uh, right, of Tartarus. <laughs> right, right before I walk out the door, I want to yell back to and be like, and know that your fucking comrades are seeking to overthrow you, you foolish king. I'll just walk out. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he looks at, you don't see this, but he looks in, in his shop at the rats, and the rats quickly look away. <laughs> 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 you don't know this, but you you might not be wrong. Like, oh my god. And that's gonna is end he, the interaction. <laughs> is he literally just a puppet full of rats? <laughs> Roll me an insane check. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> On that fucking one, bro, I got a four. Yes, he is full of rats. On that one, you said? Yep. Yeah. It would explain a lot. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, the rat king being a rat, multiple rats, it's almost poetic. And you think that this rock. If he, if the rat king wanted it so badly, it must be legendary. It must be of significant importance. Alright, that. All right, good and Mary. Eclipse, you don't need to roll an insight check. It's a rock. Yeah. It's not anything. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's meaningless. Yeah. It's an, it's a MacGuffin of nothingness. Alright. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. Go on. So. Uh, oh yeah, I guess Sister Venedita was with you doing that whole interaction. Yes, she was. Right? So she goes, what a strange man. 
Mm -hmm. And then we begin to follow you boys to the temple, right? Anything else, or are we good to head over there? Nope, let's go. Alright. Let's change the music back around. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Is it really stealing if I use it without permission? Yes, it is. <laughs> you just, you fucking plagiarized your fucking Jacob. If you were in <laughs> university, you'd be kicked out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you better put him in his fucking, in your fucking bibliography, bro. <laughs> so, oh, works not. annotated, okay? <laughs> works cited. I, I, I have a works cited page. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you arrive at the mine. You come up to the familiar quarry walls, the abandoned mining equipment. Uh, you also, as you walk up, expect to see the two corpses of the cosmic orcs you fought last time you were here. And yet, they are not here. Which is very strange. Interesting. Because you guys never said you buried them, so... Nope. So either... You, can, you have to assume it can't be decomposition. It couldn't be someone pick, you know, buried these bodies. Uh, you have to assume someone is here, walking around. They pick up these boys. So there could be there could be cosmic orcs afoot. That's what it sounds like. I tell I tell sister to like get behind just in case. Mm. Get behind me. All right. It's like yeah, I can I can do that. I'm not much of an adventurer myself. Um. What happened when you guys were here, anyway? The cave collapsed. Two of us were seriously injured during it. And then we fought three orcs, and we got one of the three to defect while we killed the other two. But their bodies are not here, and we didn't move them, so... Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it would make sense that they sent one outfit of cosmic orcs out here. It wouldn't be unreasonable to think they sent more when the other squad didn't return. Yep. So just... And speaking of that, sister, can you use healing magic? I can. That's good. Good information. Good <laughs> information to know. What do you mean you need sheep? I'm the fucking party healer, bro. What are well, you talking? It's good that you. I mean, it's good I'm here as you guys' party <laughs> healer. Whatever I could do to help and play my role. And I'll turn to Eclipse too, and I'll be like, and that's no slight against you, brother. You have saved me more than enough. Just know, I go down easy, and there's no more meat shields anymore. <laughs> and the meat shield. <laughs> Whatever. Bre Whatever. Brandon, Damien, you Let's don't know why, on. but you feel like you just got insulted. No, we sneeze. You sneeze, like, oh, what was that? <laughs> Some fucking shit. <laughs> Alright, uh... Alright, let's just head into the cave. Alright. Uh, as you guys walk into the cave, we are gonna cut to the other boys, Damien and Bread. So... Bread, is this a good stick for you? I, I look, I go, I just pull out my stick of pyrotechnics and go, Bread. <laughs> of course, you need something better than that. Bread. I mean, Brad, you feel pretty satisfied with the stick. It's a stick that shoots um fireworks. This is like God in, in Brad's eyes. 
Like, bread. <laughs> this is bread having the power of God and anime on his side. Exactly. I mean, this is a crazy stick to find. You look at me, I literally hover with crows under my feet. I literally am God at this point. You do see that there is some, like, Jesus Christ, like, figurism there. Some the Christ. The fucking Christ imagery of bread. This is the Christ imagery in my work. It's just nice He turns thing. water into bread. <laughs> I hate, I hate the flesh that. is bread. The bread of bread. As you continue down this path, as you're walking by the, the shoreline, uh, Brent, you're approaching around where you hopped on to Eclipse's horse carriage, when suddenly, out of the tree line, another Kenku pokes his head out, and he calls out to you, and he goes, Lemon! Lemon Seed! And he comes Brent. out, and he tackles you to a big hug. Uh, well, do I remember Lemon Seed? You you know who Lemon Seed is. You're hey. in your tribe. Everyone's kind of family, family yeah. and friends. Right. I reciprocate that. I go bread. And then Lemon Seed pops his head back up, looks back into the forest, and he yells lemonade. And then suddenly, about a dozen kinkus run out from the trees towards you guys, and they uh, pick you oh up. Oh God! <laughs> and they pick you up, Brad, and start tossing you into the air to the sound bread. of the cheers. And you're just Bread. hearing them all shout. You're hearing raisins, mango, worms, tangerine, lobster bisque with a side salad, fish, lobster <laughs> <laughs> bisque with a side salad. <laughs> and then they put you down and suddenly you're back to your tribe. And Damon, the kickers are kind of just taking off. Are you following? I suppose. <laughs> um, I suppose he is my companion after all. As, as you follow, you hear in your head. Damien, we're wasting precious time. Are these creatures so important? Worth this distraction? We could be working on the glider, Damien. These creatures are quite fascinating, are they not? They're definitely very peculiar. That's for sure. Now shut up, I want to see where this goes. Ah. Alright, not too long though, okay? Just long enough for Bread to get his action on, and then we'll leave. Gross. A few minutes of walking go by. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a set HP pool for this voice yet, but he's gonna take psychic damage. <laughs> I'm gonna give him six. Gross. All right, he gets three damage. Whatever that. <laughs> Would that damage technically be to myself also? Okay, yeah. So you you take three psychic. Damage. No. <laughs> uh, I got a slight headache. <laughs> a few minutes of walking go by. Uh, the train's getting a bit rougher. Um, everyone arrives at a very large redwood tree, and Damien, you're clocking that the redwood trees are getting a lot thicker and taller. Um, until you get to about one tree in particular that's about maybe a hundred feet up, that you know, in height. And you'll see the Kankus begin to climb and clutter up the tree. Uh, Brett included. Brett, uh, this is no issue for you. But well, no it isn't, because I can hover. Exactly. But Damien, if you want to keep up the Kankus and climb the tree, roll me an athletics check. Oh god. You're, you're one of those ripped uh, scientists, right? You're ripped, ain't you? Yeah, you took the serum, didn't you? Back to formula, they said. Back to formula. Back to formula. <laughs> I got 16. 16's gonna do it. You don't have much is issue climbing up the tree. You're actually doing a pretty decent job. 
hit up with the Kinkus. You do eventually get a little winded. Um, they're not used to climbing to this capacity, if at all, but otherwise, you're doing just fine. Uh, these forces <sighs> seem to stretch far higher to the sky than you anticipated. From the view of Rudiment, you would have just thought, like, there were hills where these trees were, and that the trees were just growing on top of the hills, and that's why they exceeded the, uh, trees on, like, the ground level, but it turns out that the trees just get bigger and bigger the deeper you go in the forest. You're having the fresh tree leaves, rogue branches, um, an occasional, like, bird, just to keep pace with the kinkus. Um, eventually, you get high enough, and you see all the kinkus step out onto a large tree branch, large enough for multiple humanoids to walk onto. Do you step onto solid ground? I would. Alright. As you do that, you find yourself about 100 to 200 feet above the ground. And where you find yourself oh, God. is in Bread's Kinku Village. You see large, large tree chunks that extend even far past the tree you just climbed up. All their large branches branches migrating towards the center platform in the center of the air between all the supporting trees. The branches meet in the middle and coil around each other, forming a sturdy 100 by 100 wooden platform and I can actually send you guys for the first time and maybe the last time uh, a reference picture in ch the chat but it's a tree a fucking tree this, this should give you guys a rough idea fuck it's a tree oh, fuck it's a tree so 100 foot wooden platform with beams of sunlight that shine down above it from the leafy sky above. You, and there's multiple platforms like this, but this seems to be the largest. Uh, you see huts and nests on the larger branches made out of sticks and stones, and you see in this whole village, maybe roughly about a hundred kinkus. You Fred. find yourself in the raven treetops. Fred, you've been gone for a little while. You and some of the other male kinkus uh, out looking for offerings for your potential mates that you want yes. to woo. Offerings typically tend to be sticks, shiny objects, dead worms. And as you stand here, you do see other male kinkus trickling in with their own offerings. Sticks, rocks, all very impressive, but you do have the wand of pyrotechnics. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to show up all these fucking fuckboys. What the fuck my is the fuck is up, big dick energy? My shot. No one's taking my shoddy. And um, as you know, this is per your culture. This is how the ceremony goes. You must first go announce to your love, the one you wish to woo, that you would like to make an offering for her hand. Second step is if she accepts, you have to prove your worth, strength, and endurance to her by performing the dance of your people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And thirdly, after the performance, you must make your offering, aka the wand of pyrotechnics. Alright. Should that be what you're offering? Alright, yeah, I got this here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Damien, and like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do like, bread. As I, as I, as I like, with a more, more literal translation of like, watch this shit, bro, and then I'm gonna go find the pit. Alright, uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, okay. I got a nat 20, and a nat 20. <laughs> oh my god, you're horny, Jesus. Where, where the shoddy eggs? <laughs> Becky, Becky, Becky. Becky. Being guided by your, your love or, or horniness, up to you, you find Fruit Pit immediately. 
You, what we see, what you see, is a lone female Kinku with dark black beady eyes, wearing a dark purple cloak. One that, aside, one that aside from a color is not dissimilar to yours. And you know this Kinko woman to be Fruit Pit. Red. Oh, 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 red. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Do you, you go talk to Fruit Pit? Yes, yeah, Ryan. Ryan. I'm starting to regret this a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, Devin. Can I still recognize Brad out of the crowd, or do I fucking lose him in the sea of fucking Kenku? Um... I think it's gotta be a character choice, I think. Because it's not too crowded where you... I mean, I don't have any real distinctive figures besides, like, I have a black cloak. I think the mo my most distinctive feature is that there's an entourage of actual crows following me in my vicinity. That's true. So Oddly enough, you're the only one with a ton of crows. Like, you see some of the Kenkus have, like, a crow or two, but you have 30. You're like, got yeah. My fucking, I got bird drip, so I'm gonna accentuate that when I walk up the sea pit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna have a couple of my crows like flare my cloak, <laughs> like carry, carry. I'm gonna give some of the crows the yellow that I found along with the stick. I'm gonna have them hold it. <laughs> well, all the rest of the birds just add flare, like like when you release doves when someone walks into a room. Why don't you, so. since you're making an entrance, why don't you roll me a performance check? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a nat one for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they like the Christ figure, right? You're being suspended in the air, arms all across, stick being holstered above you, and Fruit goes ah, and then you make eye contact. You lose your, your confidence, wavers for a minute, and then you face plant in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> and all the um, all the crows go, ah, bread, bread, gotta stick, piss, bread. Okay, I'm gonna f I'm gonna quickly get dust myself up, like, ah, oh, fucking, like, get the dirt off my fucking beak. I'm gonna go look at, I gotta look at her. I'm gonna go, ah, but see pit, see pit, let me smell bread. Fruit pit. Fruit pit. Fruit bread. Need a stick? Do I wait? I thought I was supposed to do the dance first. <laughs> uh, that's not happening yet. No, you're you're. This is a, this is a Kenku conversation. <laughs> All right, okay, really. So I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna look at it. Go, bread, bread, got a stick, got a stick. Need a stick, food pit, need a stick, food pit. Bread, bread, got a stick, got a stick, got a stick, bread. Damon, you have no idea what on God's green earth is going on. <laughs> Really, just you can't you can't discern what they're talking about. I'm gonna impress. Um, no, 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 no. I'm gonna roll an inside. I want to see if I can uh, try to figure out what the fuck they're saying. Right. I would like to. I would like to think that the more complicated words you could speak it with mimicry, it kind of like like is more is kind of like a respect thing, mm -hmm. or it's like a oh, I'm fucking so cool. I noticed. I I, yeah. I heard a person yell this. It's definitely. Okay. The more okay, Ryan. What does a six get me? A six. I don't know. Is that Brad's sister? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe like a cousin. I don't think da I don't think Damien's that retarded. He knows I'm here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You do know. Yeah, you should have. You, you should, should be able, able to piece this together, together Damien. He did, did tell you basically why he was coming here. I know. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck they're actually saying, though. Um, with a six, you, you can't, can't really. Yeah. 
Sounds, Sounds like, like they're cat Jam. You definitely, you and Fruit Pit, you know each other. You, you know, there's a history there. You, it's not like a random you're trying to woo. Um, as you're talking to Fruit Pit, Damien's watching, uh, you notice another male came through approaching with the feathers on his head slicked and ruffled back to be spiky. And he appears to be wearing a black coat just like you, but he's got his arms sleeping up. He walked oh, over man. to Fruit Pit. It's the no. fuck boy. He walked over to Fruit Pit. He pays no mind to you. And he looks at Fruit Pit and he says, Toast. No! <laughs> no! It's the Butter Toast. It's the. Oh god, he said Butter Toast! Yeah. No! <laughs> Red! Red! My word, Genku civilizations are so fascinating. <laughs> ah, but bread. Toast, bre toast. Bread, bread. Toast. Bread. Toast. Bread. Fruit pit. Fruit pit. Toast. Bread. Toast. No, bread. 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 Oh, challenge him to a duel, uh, like, go so, throw a glove at him. Like, like, in full combat, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go, You wretched creature! <laughs> what are you? Friend! Fruit pit friend! Toast! Friend. Toast! Like, in, in a way that suggests, like, well, let's just see who she likes better then. Toast! So, toast! Like, butter toast! Breaded toast! Bread. Bread toast! Fruit pit! Sick! Alright, I'm kinda, uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very confident in myself now, I'm gonna, like, whatever ceremony has to happen, I'm gonna let him go first. As this conversation is going on, um, you just, well, we can use the same stuff check earlier, it's not really a big thing you have to perceive. As Red seems preoccupied with, yeah, I don't know, friends or something, you clock the sound of machinery clanking and the smell of faint smoke. You turn, you see one of the large redwood trees has a large slit uh, on the front of his trunk that leads inside to a hollow space where all this mechanical noise is coming from. Oh, fascinating! Oh, and here's uh, another thing, too. Uh, as you perceive this tree, you realize it's not organic. You clock some bolts, screws, some scratch paint here or there. It's like a medical replica. Not, not that, that it's like trying, trying to blend. It's, it's, it's trying, trying to blend, blend in, but not like so hard, hard that it's trying to be secretive. Hmm. Quite peculiar. I'm gonna investigate this while Brett is trying to get his uh, fucking rocks off. <laughs> Gross. You, you find, find yourself uh, inside the hollow redwood tree. Just follow that. Um, the, the hollow is not entirely accurate because inside. Uh, is what you would describe as a laboratory. You see metal ledges, rebar, some support beams that stretch all the way to the top of this tall tree. You see, on the ground level, a workbench with a Phillips screwdriver, some small metal plating, some loose nails. It doesn't look like any current work uh, is displayed here. You hear a decently loud mortar, a motor roaring from a nearby generator, and then there's a centerpiece hanging above about 10, 20 feet above you, with a dozen steel cables suspended in the air, right in the tree center. And what you're looking at is a mechanical, chromatic, steel kinku wing. Then, from above you, you hear, That comes from a kinku, who scrambles down the tree, 
through, uh, through a series of hops, a few slips and tumbles, until his body hits the floor like a sack of potatoes, before immediately standing up. And what you're looking at is an older Kenku. His feathers more of a dull gray, uh, faded pale blue eyes, and he's missing his left wing. He's also wearing a lab coat with sleeves that exceed past both his arms, with finely stitched lettering that in, not Kenku, but common, that reads, Dr. Brendan Ranger, D, period. And Dr. Ranger, huh. sorta. Based on his eyes, you have to imagine his eyesight is probably not great. And this Kenku doctor starts rummaging through your things. <laughs> excuse you. He pulls out some blueprints for your Eldritch Cannon and examines it. It goes, ah! And he puts that down, pulls out the helm, and goes, ah! And disgust throws it. And then he pulls out a pumpkin bomb. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, put that down, put that down. He pokes the orb a bit, um, and then the dark circles on it turn bright orange. And he goes, ah! He grabs some sort of handheld firearm made out of metal, shoots a, some sort of opening in the air, like a doorway, like a portal, and throws the bomb into what looks like an entirely different world before closing it and hearing the distant explosion. And then the doctor looks at you cockeyed and says, Scientist? Scientist! He points at himself and says, Scientist! And he points at you, Scientist? Scientist! Scientist! And then he points at the chromatic ween and poses in front of it, kind of like an action hero, applying to the ween <laughs> is very clearly meant for him. He looks very proud of it. And then he hmm. points at the ween and says, Project! And he looks at you and says, Project? Hmm. Would you mind if I look at your project? Ah, project! Yeah, he absolutely uh, lets you. He kind of scampers up a few ledges. Um, do you follow him, or...? Uh, is there a way for me to follow him? Are you there, like, can... stairs or anything in this building? It's... Or in this uh, tree? <laughs> it's lots of, like, steps and, like, ledges and stuff. It's it's fairly easy to get up there, but it's just kind of odd. Odd way of living for a human, you would think. Okay, sure, I'll uh, follow him up to examine this wing. Uh, as you get up there, it looks advanced. You can't... Uh. The one thing about this wing is... It's obviously metallic in nature, that's a no-brainer, but you can't for the life of your place what kind of metal this could possibly be, or where it could have come from. It's oh, so this metal is foreign to me. This is foreign to you, and just the type of metal it is, other than the fact that obviously metal. Um, <clears throat> it looks like lots of tiny little pieces move along with it, because you would think that a robotic wing just simply would not function like a kinku wing would, organically, but it looks like it's designed to be able to bend. And flap. Like, it, like nanotechnology is this super incorrect word, but it's such fine craftsmanship that, like, you're surprised he was able to construct something. Like, this finely tuned. It's very impressive. Huh. I'm gonna roll an arcana check. Okay. Uh, what are you looking for? Just to examine this further. Okay. Further, because this is actually quite, uh, quite fascinating for me. Ooh! I rolled a 12. 12. Nothing 
more so uh, than you already know, unless you were looking for something specific that maybe I can lighten you on, but uh, if not, then... Uh, I was more kind of hoping uh, that uh, the check would allow me to, because, like, you know how, like, I rolled the Arcana check to, to like, fix up the helmet more, uh, like, if uh, there was something that I could do to, like, fix up this uh, wing okay. frame to make seeing, it better. Yeah, there was something you could finally tune to this. Yeah, that I can, uh, like, tweak on it. Let me think. <laughs> Killer fucking guitar, by the way. Examining this wing with a 12, uh, all you can kind of ascertain is that, for as far as you can tell, this is a perfected piece of technology. And whatever it is, it seems like it's probably done. The only way you could know if anything was still wrong with it or needed to be adjusted would be through tests. But beyond that, you couldn't really discern. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, the little doctor if he's uh, tried it on. Um. And he smiles as much as a Kenku can, and he shakes his head. Hmm. <laughs> Quite impressive. Test. 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 And then uh. He's gonna he's gonna put it on. All right. He's gonna hand you a clipboard. He's like, note, note taking, note, notes, notes, take notes. Oh, of course. And um, so he's definitely never flown this before. <laughs> so this would be interesting. Okay, so is this wing? Because it's just one wing, right? He's, yeah, it's one wing. He's still got his other organic wing. Wing or arm? Because I'm so confused about the distinction. I'm making the decision that Kankus have wings on their back and their arms are kind of separate. Okay. Think like angel, kind of. Like an angel. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so... I'm gonna make this an animal handling check. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ah. Oh jeez! Oh, oh no! <laughs> okay. You see, he straps on the wing, smiles with confidence of a willow walker, and with a nat one. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> he smiles. He clicks a button, and he immediately soars to the top of the tree. Oh god! And you suddenly you hear him go, start hearing things like glass breaking, little little explosions, lots of thudding. He's like slamming against the wall on one side, slamming against the wall on the other side, and then he starts flying back down. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Um, I would like to cast uh, Featherfall on him so he doesn't hurt himself on the way down. <laughs> okay. He's not falling. He's flying towards you, technically. He's flying. He's flying towards, towards me. Um, okay, I'll make my dexterity saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was almost a nat one. Oh, I got a I got a nineteen. Nineteen. Nineteen's gonna save. You're fine. You dodge out of the way. You're you've got you're familiar with flying devices coming in to try to hit you in the air. This is not new. You're <laughs> I'm too used to it. Yeah. 
and eventually, um, when he smacks the ground, he, his body stays there. He's not dead, but his body <laughs> lays there. And uh, the wind flies back into the raptors. And like a balloon in a dollar store, it's stuck up there, wedged into the ceiling. Huh. And then he looks up at you, and he says, Test. I'm gonna write that down in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Test unsuccessful. <laughs> and then he that moves. just means you're one step closer to achieving your goal. Ah, doctor. <laughs> and then he, and he looks at you, he's like, project? Oh, yes, projects. I'm actually going to take out my notes on my glider to show to him. Ah, glider. It was interesting, he looked at what you what you were showing him, and he said the word glider, which is fascinating, because that means at some point, he had some involvement with the glider. Which is, oh, which is so you're familiar with this. Glider. And he starts going through Yes, glider. Glider. Um, he looks, he goes through your notes, and then he scampers over to his workbench, scraps, uh, swipes all the crap off of it, and then he reaches underneath the workbench, grabs some sort of large battery, starts screwing the, the panel, and then he starts pulling out some wiring. And it looks like he's, I don't know, modifying some sort of a component. It looks like he's starting to work on something. And as he begins <clears> to talk to you, uh, he starts speaking a little, kind of intellectually for Kenku, and he says, flying machine. Well done, Brendan! However, there is a problem. She might explode! You see, it's a major issue with the following... The boosters! And he's like, got these hand mannerisms as he's like talking. And it's like, however, there is a solution! Then he grabs the blueprint and starts adjusting some of your equations, adding more power to your thrusters. He's like, okay son, I'm proud of what you've accomplished. Now, for step two... And he continues to, what you assume, is make more advancements with the glider. Are you going to work uh, in conjunction with him? Yes, I would. Right. You continue to work with the doctor, and as you two do that, as, 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 as Demon works on the glider and Brad tries to get laid, we're going to cut back to Oak and Eclipse. Uh, you guys, so far, have made your way pretty far into the temple. You've made your way to the murals. Uh, and you see Sister Venedita is especially fixated on the one with the giant phoenix, the attack speed, the kinkyu, and just the general world ending. And she thinks... Right. Let me quiet for a second. Any, any, in, any insight on it, Sister? Hmm. It's like, hold on, he's just going through a phone, she's looking for the... Song. <laughs> <laughs> she's putting on a thirst trap on Instagram right now. Hold on, we she's, have to get she's her going through Twitter. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Like, why would the president tweet like this? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I could be any president, really. Okay. <laughs> now the music's playing. And alright, so it's just looking at it. It's like. And, and this is the same rule that has the 64 above it. It's like, well, we've, we're able to get this much out of it. We know that there are cycles. It sounds like maybe this 64th one was the last one. We know they have to be about a million years apart. I don't know why they have to be a million years apart. But it seems like 
no matter how the world ends, they find some sort of powerful, powerful weapon or being to do it for them. So here it's a fire phoenix, maybe it's always a fire phoenix, or maybe it takes on other forms, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure why they would reboot the world multiple times like this. I don't see the point in that. What's more interesting is this taxi be here too. You know, I think I could safely speak for Irwin and Rudiman and probably most of the Tempest Lands. Like we said, we never, I know, I think most of us never even knew a taxi existed. And, you know, he, here's one in this mural, in this temple. So, uh, to some capacity, your people have a shield history here with the, the, with the end. Hmm. Is there anything you can glean from your culture that would reasonably Only explain? The, the only thing I can think of is that that tabaxi right there, reincarnation of hero. The reincarnating hero. Yes, it's it's a it's a thing that apparently once every thousand or some or other, there's a tabaxi that's born with a white patch of fur, perfectly resembling the moon. As you can see right there, there's a white spot on the, what would you say, shoulder? I believe that's what I said, yeah, shoulder. Yeah, there's a white spot that looks just like mine right on his shoulder. And then she looks at you and looks at your patch, which I believe you said was on your chest? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, oh, wow. Well, what comes with being a hero? Are you supposed to, is there responsibility? Are there powers? How does that work? It's... Like, every hero that's reincarnated brings about a new age of something. Prosperity, peace, advancement, something like that. What about you? What kind of era do you want to bring us into? I honestly have no idea. I'm trying to figure that out. Or if I even have an era to bring. Well, you seem like you're trying to put a lot of good in the world. Maybe that's all you have to do. Here's, here's the trying. But let me ask you, when, when we're looking at this painting, when we're looking at this Kenku and this Taxi fighting, do you feel like the Taxi is the hero? Or is it the Kenku? Or do you think it's not that black and white? I don't think it's that black and white. No, I think, I think most things I aren't. I don't imagine... Because further on ahead in this cave, there's a... Tabaxi corpse, or skeleton, and then further on past it, there's a Kenku corpse. Hmm. But why would two would be fighting, as we see in this, be in the same temple? It would, I mean, I would reckon that they might have been working together at some point, right? I mean, we saw the statues of the Kenku and Tax being here with the orcs. That's what I think, but the Tabaxi skeleton in there does ha did have a dagger going through its ribcage. Hmm. Most likely killed it in sleep, so... Interesting. And the Kenku skeleton, you found him deeper in the cave? Yeah, he's, he's deeper, or she, or whatever. Yeah. But um, their skull was cracked open by falling debris, like... Like there was a sort of kind of cave-in once 
everything kicked off or whatever. Who knows? And then there's also another mural further in. Show me. Alright, we go to the... We go through the little bedroom around the corner and then there's a mural of the devil orc with the sword pointing at the floating islands. Yeah. So it was it pretty much accurate. It was more like she, they were about to bring the, the sword down on the on the floating islands. And she goes like, hmm, that's the same that's the same sword from the other mural. Do you recognize yeah. this sword? No, but I think I have it scabbard, and I like hold this scabbard up that's still around my waist. Mm. Interesting. She looks at scabbard. Um, she can't really glean anything from it. It's like, well, I mean, at the very least, the king, it looks like the kinku more than likely killed the taxi. I mean, from at least what we can tell, who really knows? So, what was he trying to? You found him at the rubble at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We move forward, and then there's like the Kenku corpse with the crack in the fucking skull. <laughs> and then as we're walking, I'd like to like say something. I'd be like, "My sister, the the cosmic orc, the eviler one, mm-hmm. works in horrible ways by tricking and creating its followers uh, and miniature cults to do his bidding. Do you think that by any chance the Kenku might have just been led astray?" I think. Based on what you two have told me about the Cosmic Orc, based on your very direct experiences, I don't think that's out of the question at all. Maybe it's possible that Kenku learned of whatever the temple's organization was, what their true intentions were. But that also beg, you know, begs the question, you know, if, if they were all, you know, if he didn't know the truth initially, and we'll look at the paintings of him fighting against the tax speed, was that mean the tax speed wasn't in on that? Or... Or they really, really indoctrinated here. I don't want to, you know, talk negatively about your culture, but is there a chance that reincarnating hero can come and reincarnate as an evil entity? I mean, if we follow the pattern, I mean, bring about an era of destruction, an era of fear. I, mean, I don't think it's not a question. Change will always just be change at the end of the day. Yeah. Whether it be good or bad, I guess. Hmm. Just bringing about change. Fascinating. I would say, in terms of this rule, maybe at some point in the near future, it might be worth heading back to your hometown, seeing what they might know about this. For another journey, sure. perhaps. I wouldn't mind coming along for that journey. The more Another I can week. learn about the Cosmic Orc, I think the better. Absolutely, sister. You're always more than welcome to share Our drinks with us. <laughs> yes, uh, I am quite the drinker. <laughs> we shall see, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I go, there's a statue further on ahead, and that's really the end of the mm-hmm. this whole temple system. Bring her forward to the to the cave where I found the the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's looking at this cave she's looking at the destroyed statue and it's like this is where you found the bracelet yes mm-hmm. it was on the arm that was intact I see and um fuck it hold on <laughs> <laughs> I 
have to. I think I remember what the statue was of, but I have to fucking make sure. <laughs> it was of a tabaxi. It was of the tabaxi. Okay, mm -hmm. that sounds right. That's what I thought. Uh, just like interesting. Why was a tabaxi wearing ornamental jewelry of the cosmic orc? Maybe led astray, like was brought up earlier, mm -hmm. or. Undercover, maybe, or maybe even just a trophy. Yeah. Man, um, she's like, looked like the Kanku was trying to get in here before the rubble consumed him. Yeah, you guys did do an investigation in here, right? Yes, but I didn't have this. I cast detect magic. Okay. <laughs> yes, I didn't have this before. I have this now. Tell me, uh, tell me the language of this spell. For a duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. This, the, magic, the spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Yeah, I'm going to ignore that last bit. You feel pretty deep underneath you a, uh, you do feel a magical presence uh, mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. schools of magic off the dome but you could easily associate it based on your own experiences with undead oh, necromancy and yeah necromancy would probably be the right one I go there is magic how far below did you say you can't really claim pretty, pretty far though Okay, there's magic pretty far below us. I didn't, I didn't have this magical talent before, but I do now. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then I look, I, can I inspect the statue, see if the statue can move? Yeah, roll an investigation. In fact, everyone can roll an investigation. Including, I guess, the NPC. 21. Okay, well, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> uh, oh. You... Eleven. <laughs> I'm just gonna see um, if sister gets in that twenty, just so I can rub in your face. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, she got a seven. She's like, what do you mean the statue? And um, you're pushing the statue, you said? I'm just, I'm inspecting it to see if there's any way that it can move uh, to like reveal lower. I would imagine just in doing that scene, if it does move, you would just have just pushed it at some point, and it does budge a little bit. Oh, I go. Everyone, help! We need to move this out of the way. I think it. I think it opens to a lower passage. And um, as everyone comes over, um, with three people, no point in rolling anything. You guys yeah. really can scoot this back. Uh, what you see is a downward spiraling s stone staircase. Oh, neat! I I light a torch and I drop it down the down the middle. Um. Okay, it falls for a few seconds until you finally hear it clunk against the ground below. It goes deep, but, like, not insanely deep. It might only okay. take, like, ten minutes to walk down these stairs. Cool. I go, well, I guess I will lead, and then I start walking down the mm -hmm. stairs. And, uh, so we have, we have dark vision. Does she have dark vision? Uh, no, I think she's just a human. Right? Um, She's just a human. Well, we can just light a little torch for her. I, I still have one of my Yeah, we can say there's a, there's a yeah. torch and you guys are lighting the way. She's just got damn normal, normie eyes. 
Freaking normie. Yeah, I don't know why she picked human. That's like the lamest like race you could pick in D and D. Like, not even, not even, not, very not even human. very human. Like, does she yeah. know what she's doing? She, you guys. I mean, I'm just impressed, you know, that she probably wouldn't get one shot like me. So. <laughs> Eventually, so you guys go down the staircase. It takes about ten minutes to get down there. Very quiet the whole time. Um, the staircase. You reach the bottom, and it kind of opens up into a large, large, large cavern. And you're kind of coming out of what looks like the stone wall face uh, as you enter out of the stairwell. And in this giant cavern, besides like a stalactite here and there, there is but one large structure in this cavern. Uh, what you see is what appears to be a gladiator stadium. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I go, I go, alright. Now, hang back a little bit in case this is a trap. I look at them and I'm like, I'm probably the one who could take the most damage out of all of them. So, I, <laughs> I take the opportunity to cast Shield of Shield of Faith. Okay. That lasts for ten minutes. Okay. But I get a plus two to my AC. Gotcha. Right. And I walk forward into the gladiator pit. And um, are you having Oak and Sister follow you loosely behind? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay, so they're following you loosely behind. Uh, as you walk into the stadium, right into the center, uh, you see, including the entrance you just walked in uh, through, you see that you're in the middle of the stadium, so to speak. You've There's four entrances on each side, like a kind of compass, north, east, south, west. Uh, but it looks dead and empty in here, just stone bleachers, about a, a thousand foot radius of a stadium, nothing really of note yet. Do you continue to walk? Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. I'm gonna say to the party, I'm gonna say to the party and be like, you said necromancy, correct? That was the, yeah, the yeah. magic? Yeah, let me bring that like, Oh yeah, let me bring that up. Yeah, be uh, ready. Be presence, ready, boys. Yeah, you, that presence is thick in the stadium. We're about mm. to get jumped. Sorry, if you want to on and not be in there, but uh, that's the presence. Oh, well, I mean, I'm going in there anyways. Okay, is, is there anywhere else to go but into the stadium? No. Well then, yeah, we're going into the fucking stadium. <laughs> Let's go home. Just didn't find anything down here. <laughs> oh no! In real life, though, right? Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, we go into the stadium. I, I keep walking forward. They can hang back if they wish. All right, as you near the center well, of the stadium, but I'll be I'm with the homie. Yeah, with the homie. All right, so I'm there with him. Sister's basically behind you guys. You guys are taking right on. Right on, right on. And, um, as you're walking, fuck my notes, uh, suddenly you hear a loud voice boom out. So, after a millennia, I finally have new challengers. Welcome, you three, to the arena! And then suddenly thousands of lights begin to shine from the stands. And when your eyes adjust, you see phantasmal figures of monsters. You see orcs, you see goblins, you see kobolds, rat folk, so Holy on. Holy shit! But they're like... <laughs> and above you is the brightest light out of all of them, a phantasmal projection of an orc skull. Oh, it shit. says, Brave Warriors. Are they all undead? <laughs> <by> <laughs> <way>? <laughs> 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 Um, God damn, y'all in the Thunderdome now. <laughs> yes, we are. Undead. 
Yeah, I mean, they are undead. Um, they're very... They're bony boys? They're, there's some bony boys. There's some ghost-like figures. Uh, it's kind of... It's, it's like a nice, well-rounded-out, diverse cast of dead people. <laughs> nice. Peace be upon you, brothers. <laughs> Ripperoni and pepperoni. Brave warriors, do you wish for a gamble? A gamble of what? Prove yourself in the arena, and I'll answer one question for you. One question about anything in the universe, and I'll offer you the true, honest answer. I'm like, ooh, that sounds really good, but it's only one question. Is it one question per each, or one altogether? One altogether. Unless, of course, you wish to prove yourself in the dome a second time, then maybe we can... Oh my god. <laughs> but allow me to fill you in on what the challenge is. You see, he snaps his finger, and he creates a large, phantasmal dice with a hundred sides. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. And the difficulty of the fights will be determined by chance. Perhaps you fight a kobold. Perhaps you fight an ancient gold dragon. <laughs> my God. Of all the dice we'll decide. I'll give you all a minute to discuss it. Nope, roll them bones. Roll them bones! <laughs> Sister goes, um, quick sidebar, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, what's going on, sister? Uh, hey, um, he just said that one of the things we fight could be a ancient gold dragon, no? That's if he rolls a 100. That's not possible. Right. Um, it's it's literally a 1 in 100. And I, and I will clue you in. That is how this is going to work out. 100 would be the worst. 1 would be the best for you. 50 and everything in between is going to be as balanced as uh, I dictate. Okay. So I'm like, well, you know, it's a 1 in 100 chance that he rolls a 100. But, it, you know, it's the same chance he rolls a 1. So it's, it's a 1% chance, no matter what. I mean... You're talking, you're saying that like a 99 still wouldn't completely rock our world, you know? Like, it's But it's not a 100, you know? <laughs> Alright. Sister, you act like you can't use healing magic. We'll be okay. I will... Yeah, we'll be okay. I, I'll, take, I'll take as much damage as I can, just keep healing me, and I'll keep you guys alive. I will stand back, and I'll heal you as, as we need. Good to go, you're sister. Then it's all to work out. Okay. Hundred percent. I look at the big floating giant skull head, and I go roll the bones, man. All right. All, all parties consent. Then I take I take off my cloak for like the first time, and I like stretch and I toss my cloak over to the side, and I'm like, let's do it, nigga. All right. Run it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull up my shorts a little bit, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting ready to fisty cuff, bro. I am fucking lit for it. Sister's gonna take a few steps back. She's like, all right, good luck. Uh, I'll be here for you. She's, she's like, haha, get fucked, come back here. Uh, Colton, why don't you roll the D100? Why would you do this, bro? I think it's better <laughs> if you guys could see the number. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> If you know I'm gonna roll like the worst fucking thing. We'll Actually, don't no, no. Just roll. Okay, let's see. If I roll a hundred. You want is. a low yeah. number? Okay. Low number's good. Four, baby. <laughs> 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 
fucking go, Colton. Let's go. Yeah, sir. I forgot that I can't roll anything above fucking. 20. I'm about to drop kick this fucking kobold. What oh, the fuck do you think this is about, bro? He's like a four, a four. The crowd cheers. He's like, wait. <laughs> I guess. He's like, what's a four? You see him pull up a piece of paper. <laughs> reading glasses? Yeah, he pulls up oh, reading glasses. I, I was mistaken. Lower numbers means harder. Oh, no, enemies. no, that's a trap. You're fucked. <laughs> um, and I'll scream, he's gonna wreck on us! <laughs> he's gonna wreck on us. I lied! No. And, um, <laughs> you're like, it says here, Jimmy. Jimmy. Wait. Jimmy? Wait, Jimmy! Jimmy! Jimmy, don't go out there! And, uh, out from one of the other entrances, the one opposite to you, you see, like, a two-foot-tall two skeleton child charge at you, and he yells, LET ME AT HIM! LET ME AT HIM! It's like, oh my I god. Just, <laughs> I just, I just pick up the child with one hand. Well, the thing is, it takes a while for him to get over to you. <laughs> oh, oh no! My how far? How far away is Jimmy from us? He's about a thousand feet. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I I look up at the giant skele uh, skeleton skull thing. If you don't want me to kill Jimmy, you can just have this all be forgotten, and you answer each of our questions. Oh, Jimmy! Jimmy, stop it! <laughs> Bro, uh, yeah, persuasion or intimidation, whichever you prefer. Persuasion or intimidation? Well, I or have deception. It's it, it, depending on how. You really truly think you would act. Actually, you know what? You know what? I. Uh. You see, he gets uh, about a hundred feet closer. It's like I'm closing in on you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, be careful. My friend breathes fire. I don't know if he can stand that. You, you, you might just want to call it here. <laughs> he pauses. Jimmy pauses. Do you breathe fire? Like a shitload, dude. He's gonna roll up his inside check with disadvantage. <laughs> I, 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 I help Colton by casting Word of Radiance. You utter a divine word and burning radiance erupts from you. Okay. <laughs> like the kryptonite of this fucking little skeleton boy. <sighs> okay, so the lowest he rolled was a 16, but you are doing the radiance thing. How dumb is this creature? <laughs> I mean, if he comes close to me, I I can literally just like kill him instantly. All right, he's like, I don't believe you, and he keeps charging. Look, <laughs> Jimmy, right. Jimmy, stop it, Jimmy! <laughs> I look at the giant head and I say, if you want this to end and have us not kill him, give us everything you have and answer all of our questions. Okay, you you're gonna roll. I hold I hold up my finger with like it like it's about to snap, uh, and I'm like I'm like looking at the thing. I was like, come on, five, uh, four, uh, three, and he's like, okay. <laughs> and then suddenly all the all the people in the stands disappear. You hear like a no <laughs> as they fade away. Jimmy's and still is Jimmy still running at us? Oh yeah, Jimmy is not a part of this conversation. He's still coming at you. <laughs> he, okay, how close is he to us? Uh, we'll say 400 feet away. He okay. has no I weapon. Just, still, oh well, I just, oh I just, I just, I just, I just wait for him to show up. Ah! And like two minutes later, he rolls up on you guys. <laughs> I cast, I cast Abjure the Explainer. What's that do? It's channel divinity as an action. You present your holy symbol. 
Um, for each aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you that you can hear, you uh, they must take a wisdom saving throw. Okay. He's gonna die. He could have been our newest member of the party. He's not gonna die. He's not gonna die. <laughs> I mean, roll what it you It doesn't got. do damage. Roll what you're rolling. Well, no, you roll a wisdom save. Oh, okay. So his wisdom save. That's fine. He's got stats. What did, what did he what did he get? Nothing yet. I didn't roll it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was like, um, I was pulling up his sheet. Oh my god! And did he nat, nat one? He nat one. <laughs> okay. On a failed save, the creature is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. A turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it willingly ends its move in a space within 30 feet of you. For its action, it can only it can use only the dash action or try to escape from an effect. So I'm, I start moving, I start walking towards he, Jimmy he, you don't even he's have running to. away. You don't even have to, he's immediately already running. It's like, Ollie, help me! You see, he's uh, running toward like one of those commenter boxes. Roll me another perception check. <laughs> That's an eleven. Grow mm. the advantage because he's yelling specifically at the commenter box. Oh, okay. Uh, I rolled a nineteen. Okay, with a nineteen, you oh, see. Oh, it's twenty-three. Okay, both of you, everyone sees uh, in the commenter box. Uh, a taller lanker skeleton with a microphone peeking by the curtain, and he clocks that you guys have clocked in, and he yells, "No! Pick up! Pay no attention to the skeleton behind the curtain!" Oh, shut, shut the fuck shit. up! <laughs> shut the fuck Let up! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you, you're just a plagiarizing little shit, aren't you, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, I, I just start walking towards the skeleton announcer. You just hear. No shit.